0: Soul Matters, from which we get our monthly themes, our small group and religious exploration materials, and our our, our worship themes, posted a meme on their Facebook page recently. This month's theme is worshiping beauty, Uh, (laughs) which I do actually, I do worship beauty, Um, is nurturing beauty. And I encourage you to check out their playlist this month, by the way. It's stellar, Um, but the theme, the the meme that they had posted, um, had a young girl with her asking her mom, what does it mean to be beautiful? It's innocent enough. It's one of those old 50 looking photos uh, with both the young girl and the woman perfectly coiffed in matching dresses. While the girl watches her mother stir cake or cookie batter or something in a, in a bowl, you get the picture, right? What does it mean to be beautiful, the girl asks. And the response from the mother is, the modern world's culturally prescribed notion of beauty is merely a marketing strategy aimed at undermining your self-worth in order to get you to chase the unattainable and spend money. Beauty isn't a commodity, it's an essence and a vibe. An essence and a vibe. Our theme this month is not just beauty, but nurturing beauty. What does it mean when we care for and encourage the growth and development of beauty? As I pondered this over the last several months, that question began to take three forms. The beauty of the individual, the beauty of community, and the beauty of the world, or the beauty of nature. First, the beauty of the individual. We are meant for beauty and love, writes Rev. Ninan Soto. In process theology, beauty is what all life is gravitating towards. All life is becoming beauty, and the process of becoming is what beauty is. Here is Reverend Soto's complete poem, Meant for Beauty and Love. I need you to know that there is nothing wrong with you. I need you to know that there is nothing wrong with you if you find the world congealed and unwieldy. You were never meant to serve money, to give loyalty to unprincipled power, to spend your joy frantically soothing yourself in order to tend wounds of being constantly dehumanized. I need you to know that your sense of injury and anger is not overdeveloped. You are meant for love and beauty. You belong where you are known, and where your future is not just a resource, but a promise, which you begin to fulfill by being unmistakably, irrevocably, yourself. You are not wrong. Priest and writer Barbara Brown Taylor recommends that from time to time, We take off our clothes, look at ourselves in the mirror, and tell ourselves with as much tenderness as we can, here I am. This is the body like no other that my life has shaped. I live here. This is my soul's address. So go ahead, I invite you not to take off your clothes. But to imagine yourself in front of a mirror, naked, saying to yourself, Here I am. This is the body like no other that my life has shaped. I live here. This is my soul's address. And I invite you to do that when you get home. Alina Kimmler wrote recently in a Braver, Wiser piece, To face ourselves naked in the mirror, with some measure of gentleness, much less reverence, is a hard assignment, I know. Many of us learned early on that we are either too much or not enough. Many of us grow up believing that essential parts of us are unacceptable. Not just our bodies, but the way we look or feel, or talk, or love, or learn, and we never seem to fully unlearn that shame. It is deeply spiritual work to put down our self loathing to set it aside, even for a few moments. It is deeply spiritual work to learn to treat ourselves with compassion, to learn to see ourselves, if only in moments, the same way we look at something or someone we find beautiful. A newborn baby. The ocean. A sunset. I spent 21 years doing massage and bodywork. I worked on countless bodies during that time. There was not one body in all that time that was not beautiful. No matter the shape, the size, the configuration, each body, each soul was beautiful. What if, as a part of nurturing beauty in ourselves, we decide we do not have time for self-loathing? If we say yes to the spiritual practice of letting that go, What if we say no to marketing strategies aimed at undermining our self-worth, and what if we decide not to spend one more second hating ourselves or our situations? Instead, we could come to understand ourselves and even care for and focus on growing our essence and our vibe to appreciate and savor our existence just as it is, just as we are, and the life that we have." It's a beautiful glass. You are meant for love and beauty, writes Reverend Soto. They go on. You belong where you are known and where your future is not just a resource but a promise. You belong where you are known. A promise which you begin to fulfill by being unmistakably, irrevocably yourself. The beauty of community. You belong where you are known. At one congregation I was part of, there was a man, Larry, who had Alzheimer's. During the first year that I was part of that congregation, he was still living at home with his wife, but soon they agreed that he needed more daily attention and care than she could give. His wife was very involved in several church activities and groups, and on Sunday either she or someone else would go get him and bring him to the church. She was with him during the service, but after, in the common hour for social hour, she was off to chat or go to a meeting or plan or do some of her church work. I watched as every single Sunday, several different people kept an eye on Larry. They talked with him. They made sure that he had something to eat. They reassured him about where his wife was when he forgot. In order for this to happen, though, Most of the congregation had to be informed about what was going on, and they had to care. And they were informed, and they did care, and they showed up every Sunday. Larry was held. It was beautiful to watch and to be part of. Among many things, one of the first things that I noticed about this congregation at UUCL was the abundance of what I refer to as a pastoral response. I witnessed it again and again at meetings and on Sundays. Everyone seemed to know how to respond in a way that exhibited presence to someone's suffering and concerns, presence to their joy, compassion for what others were experiencing, and genuine care and a willingness to help, if needed. You are held. That's the beauty of community, and the beauty of belonging to a church community. And sometimes, challenging. In church services, we measure ourselves against the best that we know, writes Angus McLean. The church is the only place we go to acknowledge publicly and privately that we need to be wiser and better people. It is the only fellowship we join specifically to get what I cannot describe better than a God's eye view of ourselves. We see ourselves whole and broken. We see ourselves in our joy and our sorrows, in our compassion, and in our disinterest. But we are held in all of that, the beauty of community. I look at this Maypole that we decided to place in the sanctuary for this month. Uh, We had it on May 1st after the service. It's a symbol of what we weave together and the beauty that this community weaves together. And the process of weaving it was also beautiful. I think about the tools and materials that were provided in order to do this. Someone had to come together for the stand and the pole, thank you, and the ribbons and the flowers. And then people had to agree to be part of it, which they did, some reluctantly, but then joyfully, I hope. (laughs) It's what we do with what we have that makes a difference in this world and in this community and in our lives. For most of us who arrived at the metaphorical doors of this congregation, most of what was here was created already, created before us. What matters now is what we do with it. How will we nurture the beauty of belonging to this congregation or any congregation or any other place of belonging in our lives. Family, work, friendships, circles, neighborhoods. Earlier this month, the youth worked on, I think it was last Sunday, worked on this collage and they were answering the question, how do we nurture beauty by creating it and sharing it with the world? It is here for us to enjoy and to ponder You can take a closer look after this service. How do we appreciate the beauty of the world? And how do we care for and work for the growth of beauty in the world, both as individuals and as a community? The beauty of the world. In his book, American Eminence, UU Professor Mike Hogue writes that a theology of eminence, eminence meaning that we find meaning within, or within our experiences, we find God within us. A theology of eminence, he writes, signifies the idea that nature is all, that the beauty, depth, terror, and mystery of nature are the sole context for the emergence of being and becoming, knowing, and valuing. A theology of eminence is fundamentally committed to the idea that nature is all there is. It is both the things that emerge and the process by which they emerge. Note that it doesn't say the process by which they are created or made. No, the word is emerge. The process by which beauty emerges, perhaps how it emerges, is in part due to how it is nurtured, whether or not it is cared for, whether or not it matters, the conditions under which it exists and under which it waits to emerge. We are and we become and we know and we value through the world, through nature. I want to ask you to do something really quickly. Maybe you've already thought about this. Just breathe for a moment. Clear your mind. Think about what you've been through the last couple of years. And I ask you this question. What beauty have you discovered that may not have been evident without the pandemic? What beauty have you discovered that may not have been evident without the pandemic? What is one thing that has emerged for you as beauty in the last two years? I am going to ask those of you in the sanctuary to find somebody after the service, if you are willing, and share that with them, share that with each other. And for those of you on Zoom during the discussion after the service, I invite you to share those. Robin Wall Kimmerer asks, why is the world so beautiful? I share with you now some pictures that I I took when my husband and I moved cross country from California. We tried to see as much as possible as we crossed the country and we were amazed to discover the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone. Not the Grand Canyon in Arizona, but the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone, the Yellowstone River at the Yellowstone National Park in Wyoming. There is a beautiful, magnificent canyon, with a river running through it. The Yellowstone River flows northward through Yellowstone National Park, feeding and draining Yellowstone Lake. There is a waterfall that is gorgeous. And a and a and a river, the river and rapids and trees that you go through as you walk toward the waterfall. And then when you get to the waterfall, it drops over the upper and lo- the river drops over the upper and lower Ye- Yellowstone Falls at the head of the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone it is amazing magnificent beautiful there is a smell there is sound there is visual it is um, a way to be in touch with all your We walked the trail part of the way and debated about how far to go. Do we walk all the way to the overlook? Do we stay at the upper falls? Do we go to the lower? How hard is the trail? How steep? How hard will it be coming back up? How many people are there? And we got to here, and this is where I learned one of my life's greatest lessons about beauty, about emergence, about imminence. We decided to do it. There were other people, plenty of other people. We got here, as you can see, it was beautiful enough. But I decided to keep going just to see what it was like to be out on the platform. It was impossible to see what I saw when I got there from any other place. I had to wait for people to leave that area so that I could go up to the edge and look over. To see this view, one has to go all the way over to the edge. I was speechless. Sometimes what it means to nurture beauty is to simply care enough to make the effort, to go the distance, to lean over the edge in wonder, to find the promise that beauty is in our lives To find the promise that beauty is in our lives and to become beauty ourselves, to allow ourselves to be nurtured by nature, by each other, to find beauty, to find our place of beauty and belonging in the world and in our community and within ourselves, so that we find our essence and our vibe to know that we are meant for beauty and love, that we belong to this world, to this earth, and to each other. May we all know that deep within us, and strive to create it, to nurture it, to care for ourselves, each other, and our world. Blessed be and amen.